Welcome to Why the Why podcast, where we dive into stories from the Valley of the Sun YMCA's community. I'm Becca Varney, a Community Relations Coordinator for the Valley of the Sun YMCA and your host. Having a second breast cancer ended up changing my life in a lot of good ways. I like to be a person who, who wants to be positive, and I like to make lem- lemonade out of lemons. And I have found um, having cancer, I found all these wonderful programs with Live Strong and making all these fabulous friends. One of the things that cheers me up and makes me happy is doing this volunteer work and being a volunteer with other groups. I real, I, I, I'm a different person now and a happier person. I, I love to tell my message and help people. In honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, I've invited Rose Patty, two-time cancer survivor, to take the floor in sharing her experience with cancer. In 1992, I was diagnosed with um, estrogen-receptive can- breast cancer in my right breast. And I did have a lumpectomy, and uh, I went through chemo. I did not have to go through chemo, but my oncologist and my surgeon and the oncology nurse, they were all telling me about the study that helps breast cancer patients throughout the world. And I thought, well, if this, if this thing had to happen to me, then I want to do some good. So I joined this clinical trial, and it had three arms. One arm was no chemo, which would have been me normally. Then there was one with one type of chemo, and then there was one with a third type of chemo that was a little more strenuous, let's say. And they threw my name in a hopper, and I ended up in the third arm. So I did end up getting chemo, but it was, it was very tolerable, and... Um, I felt a little sick sometimes, but nowadays, from 1992 to today, things have changed tremendously. So, um, but I worked through it. I did trials. I was a litigation attorney. I I did everything I needed to do. I mean, my law firm was nice, and I didn't have to work eight-hour days every day. On the days I had radiation, I was able to go. So. It, it all worked out, and I went merrily on my way. Uh, this is finished, it's over, the end. Um, well then, over 20 years later, over 23 years later, I think, I got a different type of cancer in this breast, and it was called triple negative, for which um, when you get triple negative cancer, you have to have chemo. Even though I was a stage one, and it, but it doesn't have, they, they don't have pills and things. For example, with the estrogen positive one, nowadays you can take pills. You don't always have to go through chemo. And I was so hoping I wouldn't have to go through chemo, but I did have to go through chemo. But it didn't end up being as horrible as I thought it would. I was really scared. And it ended, it, Every day when I would go, I would always wear makeup, dress nicely, and wear a wig after I lost my hair, and I would wear different wigs. One day I might be a redhead, one day I might be a blonde, one day I might be a brunette, 
whatever I wanted to do. Jane Fonda. Yes, Jane Fonda. <laughs> yes, I have a wig that looks like Jane Fonda. So I, I liked, um, I, I liked doing that, and it actually it cheered up the staff <laughs> and the people who were going through chemo. Sometimes they would say to me, "Gee, I didn't think you were going through chemo," but I, I was just trying to show you don't have to yeah. let it get you down. But I mean, everyone's different. Some people just want to be relaxed with it and go in, and that's fine. But for me, that that was important to me to still show myself that I, that I was still me. I could have had another lumpectomy in this breast, but I said, forget it. After having two cancers, I'm taking them off. Yeah. And I had them, um, so I had a double mastectomy. And that sounds like, oh, that's horrible. But guess what? I have the perkiest breasts that you can imagine. I don't have to wear a bra anymore. Amazing. It's, so there are some positives. And I can wear skinny little straps or no straps. And it, so it's, um, but my advice would be don't have them made too big. Have them made smaller, which is what I did because after my first cancer, my radiated breast was shrinking and my other breast was growing. And that happens um, sometimes. And I decided, well, let's have the, my husband and I named them the little one peanut and the big one hot dog. And so uh, what we decided to do, let's just make them both the size of peanut, and which was still big enough. And I'm very happy with them. So, so I found that to be a positive. I mean, it's not all um, perfect because nothing, there isn't anything that's perfect. So, um, but I'm very happy with them. And um, I, I found all the doctors and nurses and they've all been wonderful and very helpful. And I, so I was very happy with, with all of that. But um, I, I think that what got me over the hump of being so shocked of getting a second breast cancer, which I want us to tell everybody, it's very rare what happened to me. Because I don't want anyone to feel afraid that this could you get one cancer and now you're gonna get another. No, it, it's so rare. I did meet one other person and I have met a lot of people with all different kinds of cancers. Yeah. And so, I'm unusual, um, apparently, but I, I like being unusual. Not for that, <laughs> but I like being unique. Yeah. So, um, so for me, that, that happened. But, um, but I got through it fine, and with the second uh, cancer, um, was I scared? Oh, yes. I felt I was like a zombie. I felt like I couldn't even walk. I just, I, I was very, very scared. But once I started the chemo and realized this isn't so bad, it wasn't so bad. And I started learning about, I'm a researcher, being a, a, an attorney, I, I of course know how to do research. So I researched this and that, and I found out about all these fabulous programs in Arizona. I mean, this if you're going to get cancer, Arizona's a great place to get it because we have lots of wonderful, wonderful resources. And I was very excited because I wanted to partake in them. And 
So I found out about um, Don't Be a Chump, Check for a Lump, which they will give breast cancer survivors a free wig. They, uh, it's a fabulous charity. And then I found out about Face in the Mirror. They had tea parties once a month for any kind of cancer, and they would give you... Um, they would give you skin products and all sorts of they, very wonderful charity. Again, don't know if it's still in existence today. Um, and there's um, a second act of that's another program. That program tries to um, tell people that what's your, you're going to be your second act. And well, I'll tell you what my second act was. But as I started learning about these programs, I started telling people who were getting chemo along with me. Um, about the programs. Like, for example, this is something if I meet a young woman, I tell her about um, connecting young women living with metastatic breast cancer, or um, the American Cancer Society has free rides to cancer treatment. But again, I do want to um, say that these programs, I, because of COVID, I am not sure if they are still available right now. But this is um, another group that I found out about. It's called Cancer Care, and they're actually located in New York. But they tell you how co-payment assistance foundations can help. And another thing that this Cancer Care does is that they also have a program where you can get free mental health assistance, which I think is important because when you're going through this, like something like this, which we can't see what it is, but it talks about caring advice for caregivers. How can you help yourself? Because people who are caregivers also need some, some advice and help because it's a very hard thing to, to go through. But not insurmountable. It's a good thing because um, any person who helps a person with cancer or with studies or whatever, doing any, it's kind of like volunteering. And volunteering is one of the greatest things you can do to get yourself out of a funk. So, I mean, I found volunteering to be so rewarding. I did it in college a long time ago, working with children, and it, I've always felt it was one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. But those are some of the things I have. Uh, I probably have 50 different things, wow. at least. You can hear my enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, you know, in the show I did, you know, it's one thing to look on, you know, yes. to look there, and then, you know, but then when somebody's actually telling you, I did this, it was really great. Yeah. You love it. And you know, it makes a difference. I would meet these people in the hallway or wherever, or if I was in a class, like an art class or a yoga class, I, I would meet them and I would tell them, oh, I'd love to talk to you. And usually we'd set an, an appointment that, um, or that day, if they were free and I was free, um, I would meet them in an hour and I'd sit and I'd get my backpack full of all my resources. And they would be so excited and I made them happy. Even if it was just for five minutes, I made them happy. And I was so excited about that. I got so much pleasure and such a high from helping them that I realized this is something that I should do, not just for these people going through cancer, but any cancer survivor, wherever. 
and so i so i started my second act which was to i put everything up all the information i had and then i would hand it out to a person and hand out as many different things as they wanted telling them about different programs and it, it was kind of catching on. People were telling people about me, and people were calling me and asking for my advice, and could they meet with me, and I did that. And then I'm also a volunteer with um, a number of groups. Uh, one is called Circle of Strength, and um, I was a volunteer with my Hope Bag and with, uh, um, with a second act. And... When I would go and talk, talk to people, for example, with my hope bag, I might tell them about some of the, they knew about a lot of resources, but I might tell them about more resources that I knew about. So I kind of took my act on the road and uh, told people about these things. And, and I just found it, I think it made me happier than it would make the other people, truthfully. It, and doing my second act of helping others really helped me. Um, so I feel, in a way, my second cancer, it's hard to say it was good. I mean, I'm in a club I wish I were not in. But I will say that I have met so many wonderful women who I just adore. Who, and, and I've met wonderful men, too. And that has made it, and they've become my friends. Most of my friends today are cancer survivors. And they are the nicest people and the most caring people, and they will help people. And meeting those, having those kind of friends is, is so fab. And, um, and now I try to tell people about the Livestrong program, and, which is a wonderful program that, um, that it's an exercise program where you have these trainers that work with you and it's a free program if you're a cancer survivor, any kind of cancer, ovarian, breast, um, lung, whatever it may be. It, and it's a wonderful program because one of the things that helps cancer survivors is exercise. It's even while you're going through chemo, even though you're really tired. For example, there was a young woman who was in our um, the class I was in at Livestrong, and she had um, two or three children, and she was probably um, late 20s or early 30s, and it was really hard for her having children and going through chemo, but she, at the beginning, she was scared, and she cried the first time that she talked to us when we were all telling our stories, but at the end, she loved it. She was so cool and so much fun, and so it, it, it's just so, it, it's such a rewarding um, experience doing Livestrong because you learn a lot of things that you learn from a great coach, and um or I shouldn't say coach, a trainer who trains you in so many things. So, plus, you make fabulous friends. Out of all the people that were in my class, I probably made friends with all of them and have kept in contact with maybe eight or nine of them. I, I just found it so, so rewarding. How I found out about Livestrong 
was I had um, ran into a friend, and she told me I was in this fabulous program, and it's called Livestrong. And of course, me, I want to know about every fabulous program, and I want to do it. So, um, so I looked into it, and I called the YMCA and found out that Jack White is responsible for it. And Jack White is like our Jack LaLanne. He's unbelievably strong and youthful, and he's just um, one of the miracles of Arizona. I met, oh, so many people. In fact, there was somebody who was in his 90s was in the program and he was a doll and his wife was a doll too and in fact they um, they're I think Armenian and they invited me to the Armenian festival and so my husband and I went to the Armenian festival we had such a good time and they are just so lovely and I, I met them I met another person um, I know most people by their first names John uh, he had a very rare and unusual cancer and he was another doll, just super, um, super wonderful, had been in the Vietnam War and told me about that and um, because while we would be exercising, we would be next to each other and he, I'd ask him questions, oh, tell me what happened in the Vietnam War, tell me about this, tell me about that. So we would talk about that and he would tell, regale me with stories and it, it was very fascinating. But since I had to drop out, um, I was able to join the next group. But before I joined the next group, I knew how great this group was. So I'm telling everybody, you should do a Livestrong. It's fabulous. It's really cool. And because I had been exercising at the Virginia Piper Cancer Center, we had a gym there for cancer patients. And so I would tell the people who were in the gym, you should do this. It's great. It's really fun. And it, it, you'll learn a lot and you'll get better. And so I think there were about six people that ended up in the class that, that I had told to about, but there were about maybe 15 people in, in the group. They, um, one of them, she, again, she was in her 80s, but so youthful. I mean, she puts 40-year-olds to shame. <laughs> she, a, a bundle of energy. Sometimes she would be on a machine and I would go on the machine and I felt embarrassed because she had so much weight on it and she, well this is somebody who would go to the gym once or twice a day, but I got to be friends with her, been to her house, she served me the fabulous food, she's the best cook ever. Her name is Odette, she's fabulous. And the one younger one that I told you about that was Betsy, she was, so scared in the beginning and she realized hey I'm gonna get through this just like anyone who goes through breast cancer it's very scary but in the end you will get through it I mean some people don't do as well but those numbers are very very small so um, but it's still extremely scary and you need all the support you can get um, but getting back to the Livestrong program Linnea was in the program and she's a very interesting person and she actually Linnea was important to me because when I had uh, was going through the breast cancer Linnea would give me rides sometimes it and went with me to pick out a wig because I wanted a second opinion so I really appreciated Linnea 
there just were so many people in it. Well, even if I don't talk about their names specifically, um, we did go to, we, I, I have gone to lunch with some of them it, because we, you know, we just enjoyed each other so much. We would talk and you know, we'd do all the exercises that Jack would teach us. And we had three different um, trainers, Laura and Jack and Fred, and they were all fabulous and just super duper supportive. Um, and um, and then I joined the YMCA afterwards because it's just such a fabulous program here. And I, I just, I like the vibe here and the, the feeling and you just feel comfortable. Yeah. It's a comfortable atmosphere. Everyone's very nice and helpful and I like that. I recently, I recently had my, a, 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 my third COVID shot and I ran into somebody from the program and we were happy to see each other. We didn't hug or anything because we have to be careful, but it was really cool to see her and, and feel nice memories that we both had. And one of the things I remember too is that um, I had uh, told her about some of, when, when you go through breast cancer, if you do have a lumpectomy, sometimes the one breast ends up being a little smaller, and that's what had happened to her. And so I gave her um, a prosthetic that I didn't use anymore, and it didn't work for her. But I, but that was a nice thing that I could do, that's and cool. I would have been happy if it did work for her, but it didn't. But um, but one of, one of the things, even prior to my second breast cancer, since I told you about Little Peanut, yes. I needed a breast prosthesis, and I found out that you can get something like that. So even if you've never had cancer, but you're a little uneven, there are such things as a breast prosthesis that you can put in your bra that will even you out. And believe me, when I found out about that, I was in heaven because <laughs> I was so uneven and trying to always keep make them even no matter what I did never worked until I got the prosthesis but then after I had the mastectomy then I got the two cool ones I like to be a person who who wants to be positive and I like to make lemonade out of lemons and I have found um, having cancer I found all these wonderful programs with Live Strong and making all these fabulous friends and finding um, since I'm retired one of the things that cheers me up and makes me happy is doing this volunteer work and being a volunteer with other groups. I real, I, I, I'm a different person now and a happier person. And I, I love to tell my message uh, and, and help people um, if I can. And they help me. One of the wonderful programs that helped me so much was the Live Strong program. And I've heard that it's kind of on hiatus right now because of the because of COVID and that they need sponsors. So I hope that if someone watches um, this interview that they may think about sponsoring in this wonderful, fabulous exercise program that helps cancer survivors and all cancer survivors, um, not just breast, but everything, every, everything from soup to nuts. So um, if anybody's listening and they can do something, please 
do something because it made me so happy and it's such an important part in recovery. In fact, one thing that I think that helped me a lot after my first cancer was after my first cancer, I started doing ballroom dancing and I actually became a competitive ballroom dancer and my life was dancing. And I still love to dance and still do some dancing. But um, I think constantly dancing and taking lessons um, and doing, I was a swing dancer, a hustle dancer. I still am a swing and hustle dancer and ballroom dancer. But I did it so voraciously that I think it kept cancer away. So um, that's why I think the exercise program is so important. And everything I learn about cancer talks about how important exercise is, even though you feel, sometimes you don't feel up to it, but if you do it, eventually I, you will get stronger and stronger and you'll be able to beat off that monster cancer. My final message or advice would be do things for other people. Do nice things. Don't just do things for money. Do things out of your heart and you will you will be so rewarded and well I would also like to say don't be so afraid of cancer when you hear that it is most of the time it is treatable and manageable and you will get through it I, I I, I know it's hard when you're first going through it, but I have told so many people, you will do fine, you will do fine. And later they tell me, you were so right. I did do fine. Thanks for listening. To learn more about our program offerings and community impact, visit valleyymca.org. If you like this episode, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts.